Coming up in this episode, we're going to be just talking random babble bullshit. Seems to be a fan favorite for why I don't know, but hey, you know what? I'm on board. Also, we have our featured ride of the month, which is the Mansfield to Forsyth, Missouri ride. You're going to really like this one. So if you don't have anything better to do, why don't you just stick around and we'll get right into it. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, Randy, we've got a brand new advertiser starting up today, and uh, we're awfully glad to have them along. Pulaski County, Missouri Visitors Bureau. You know, the thing is that they're in a beautiful part of the state. So if you love getting your kicks on Route 66, you've probably heard of that road. Once or twice. Yeah, they, they say it's a going thing. It's popular. Anyways, what you can do is you can take your ride through Pulaski County, Missouri. Now, this is a 33-mile stretch of the Mother Road, and it's filled with beautiful scenery, great throwback diners with made-from-scratch meals, and plenty of historic sites that are worth stopping and stretching your legs at. Now, some of the top highlights of the ride include Hooker Cut, which is once rumored to be the deepest cut road in America and limestone walls that are truly impressive. Devil's Elbow, which was once known as one of the seven wonders of Missouri, Frog Rock, with a local tattoo artist so graciously painted, and three impressive rivers, including the Big Piney, the Gasconade, and the Rubido. All in all, the drive takes about an hour and a half, but you want to give yourself a little extra time because part of the fun is stopping and visiting with the locals. So download their app at PulaskiCountyUSA.com. Digital downloads to find even more impressive stops. I want to tell you about a legal team whose members are both experienced motorcycle riders and aggressive trial lawyers. Law Tigers. Now, Law Tigers is not a law firm or a lawyer referral service. They are a national association of motorcycle accident injury lawyers who are ready to assist you with your accident claim. Each Law Tiger has their own law firm. They have a great website that can help you answer a lot of your questions too. So go to LawTigers.com and put their number in your phone. Doesn't matter where you are in the country, Law Tigers has got you covered. Law Tigers Motorcycle Lawyers, helping riders find answers. Randy, have you noticed that the weather is just about perfect? I mean, usually it's really cold or snowy or something this time of the year. Yeah. So we got that La Nina or La whatever. I don't care what it is. It's, <laughs> it's great riding time, which means that a lot of people are riding their bikes more often than they might have during the typical winter season. And that means that making sure that their ride is serviced and ready to roll. Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse in Arkansas, can get your bike ready to roll. Their red level technicians are the best at what they do. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. So when you're ready for something new, check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. Well, Randy, you've had a good Christmas 
had the family all happy and opening their chestnuts. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I see you and your boss man went for a ride. Oh, man, it was absolutely amazing. Your main man, Carter. Yeah, yeah. The dude himself. The dude himself. <laughs> the myth, the legend. <laughs> so where'd you go? So it was Christmas Eve. Most kids are being tucked into bed. And what do we do? We jumped on Carter's motorcycle, a 2006 Deluxe. Remind it, people how old Carter is. Carter 7. Carter 7. So, How many of you seven-year-olds out there have your own Deluxe? <laughs> yeah, he's a bit spoiled as far as that goes. And he knows it's his, right? Yeah, he'll let you know it too. Okay. Anytime we have someone come over, he's like, hey, you want to see my motorcycle? <laughs> so I think it was about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. The weather was just absolutely amazing. I mean, it was mid-upper 60s, cool, calm, warm air. So we went out just for a little ride. It was just one of those things I was just itching to go. And of course, he always is. So we went out, jumped on it, night ride, which I absolutely love. So we just burned up the the little area here. Not anything really, really crazy. So we're out riding around. Of course, I did the irresponsible thing and took a couple pictures of us riding while we're riding. Yeah. That's making me. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And the kid is just cheesed out, smiling the entire time. So I thought that was pretty rad. We got back to the house, parked it in the garage, and we're just kind of talking. We saw an old lady in her nightgown sweeping cobwebs off of a ceiling in a garage. That's common around here. He just thought that was just hilarious. So for a couple minutes, we had to talk about that. So we go back inside, and of course, Mom and his two sisters are laying around, which all three neglected to want to go because they were in their pajamas and they were comfortable which later I caught hell for, but that's a lousy excuse. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking and Carter was like, I don't know what it was. He was talking about how great it was. And he goes, I just felt so alive. And I've never heard a young man say anything like that. Does your heart good, doesn't it? It really did. My wife was like, did he really just say that? So of course he got all embarrassed and red faced. He's like, well, I don't know what else to say. He's like, I did. It was just, it was perfect. It was awesome. Very articulate little seven-year-old. So that was kind of the highlight of the night. Most kids are, you know, freaking out, worrying about what they're going to get. Hey, can I open a Christmas gift early? You know, the normal BS you get with kids around Christmas time. But as soon as he was in a pair of shorts and that was it. And as soon as I said, I think I'm going to go for a ride. He bolted, put a pair of jeans on, shoes on, a shirt on. And was like, let's go. So of course, naturally, I was like, hell yeah, let's go, man. So it was just really cool. When we were out riding, of course, it's Christmas Eve, so nobody's out. So the roads were just... No, hardly any traffic. Plenty warm enough. Yeah, it was warm. Moon was kind of out. It was just really surreal. It literally felt like the entire world was just ours. Like nobody was out and about. It was just one of those perfect storm scenarios where everything just clicked. The bike was sounding great, running great, which it always does. Shit like that just, I don't know why it makes me smile. It does. And I'm not accustomed to smiling. Man, you probably shouldn't. I've seen your smile. I know. Thank you for noticing. (laughs) But it was just really cool to just be out on the road doing whatever you want with my son, who's, I swear, if he's not every bit as ate up with motorcycling as I am, he might be more. Like, it's just, for whatever reason, it's his life. He absolutely loves everything about all my motorcycles, his. He's got a little dirt bike that he beats up daily. It's just, I'm very fascinated with the kid. He's a good kid. Really good kid. So what'd you get for Christmas that was worth getting? Shit, I don't hardly get much of anything. I take that bet. This this year, my wife bought me an electric smoker. 
smoke meat and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, that's that's really what I got. And my mother in law got me a new roll around stool for my oh, new for shop. Your shop. Yeah, yeah. So this got to have a new cool. shop styling rolling around. Yeah, man. It's gonna be weird, but yes. Let's see. I've got a mint condition, like it came off the showroom floor. BSA, a uh, Vincent Black Shadow, and also in mint condition, and a brand new Indian Dark Horse. All nice and uh, decked out. <laughs> and then, of course, I woke up. Woke up, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Back to reality. <laughs> you're, I know you're poor ass. Yeah. So, other than that, I had a terrific uh, Christmas. I mean, got to spend it with family and, yeah. and there were no fist fights. That was awesome. Yeah, it seems a little boring in my opinion, though. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not from my clan, that's for sure. <laughs> that's oh. So... Let's talk a little bit about our featured ride for the podcast. It's called the Mansfield to Forsyth, Missouri ride. It's in the southwest part of the state, geographically east of Springfield uh, yeah. quite a bit. Mansfield is a small little town up on Highway 60. And this ride is an unbelievably awesome ride. If you like the backwoods, yeah. paved clean, nice roads. And you have a good chance of seeing less than a handful of people on this ride. Yes. If that. And yes. talk about crooked, yeah. wicked ride. So if you start in Mansfield, the second half of the ride is really where all that stuff comes in, which I really like the second half of this ride a little bit more so than the first half, but not to say that the first half is anything to shake a stick at. You know, I mean, it's a pretty good little ride kind of get your feet wet, gets you acclimated to the road somewhat. But where I really, really love it is from about Chadwick and south into Forsyth. Yeah, it's a good ride there. There's a little known road just north of Chadwick that this ride takes you through. And it's, a, you know, Missouri's uh, homage to Dolly Parton. It's a county yeah. road, Double D. Yep. <laughs> and it is a really I see what sweet, you did there. see what I did there? I see what you did there. Uh, okay. It is a sweet, sweet canopied yeah. switchback, or not switchback, but uh, a lot of curves. Yeah, sweeping but, uh, curves, really. Yeah, and you won't see anybody on this road. No, I love I mean, those canopied roads. It's an awesome road. And, and that, of course, in Chadwick, they've got this neat little country store. Yeah. Old-fashioned yeah. wood floor country store. And I used to stop in there all the time, and they go to the little deli, and it's like you're stepped back, and it's 1920 again. Yeah, they and got they'll the make old... you a big thick cut bologna sandwich, and you can sit outside on the wood porch and yeah, it's got the old push button cash register that's got brass buttons on. That's it. it. Yeah, yeah, and I know of only one other place that's really active like that that has yeah. a store like that, and that'd be Iconium. Yeah, Iconium for sure, for sure. That's a little closer to home, but yeah, I just love those little places like that. It's just. You know, if they can make it, you know, you can make it in an area, you know, yeah. in, in America. But I love that they just kept it nostalgic like that. I and Then once you get south that. of uh, Chadwick, you get over there by H. Very popular in this part of the country, uh, Chadwick uh, dirt bike area. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to go dirt bike or trail riding uh, or trials or anything like that, everybody knows what's going on there. And if you, that's a, a cool road back into there yeah chadwick's still you know it's not as popular as it used to be because there's a lot more and more off-road parks popping up and people are getting in side by sides but but it's old school and yeah it's cool. yeah it is it definitely is be in shape to go down there and ride oh yeah oh yeah i mean <laughs> it's not a sunday afternoon it cruise. really truly is backwood but definitely you can fun. ride that chadwick area all day long on a dirt bike and never yeah. cross path you know yeah. with the same trail 
Heck yeah. Uh, that road, this road kind of sits in a rich county, you know, so their roads are really, really well maintained. Exactly. And pretty well taken care of. But I love the road going into Forsyth. You know, Forsyth is kind of whatever. It's just a regular small little town. Not to diminish yeah, it, but there's nothing yeah. to write home about. But they do have several times a year in the summer motorcycle swap meet. Yes, they do. Yes, they it's do. It's really popular. So, you know, you can look on our events calendar when they schedule one. We put it up there yeah. and work this ride with the swap meet. Yeah. I think the part that I really like about that stretch is for a big part of it, you're seeing the lake down, you know, alongside the road. It's not right there, but you got to kind of look for it's, it's probably an eight or nine mile stretch where you can look out to you would be the West and see the lake down in the Valley, kind of mm-hmm. where you're riding at. I don't know what it is, but I'm really fascinated with shit like that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make you little shiny baubles. Yeah. <laughs> fascinate you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a raccoon. Ooh, That's shiny. Right. Shiny. <laughs> so what's been going on in your world besides Riding with your son at Christmas and, yeah, you know, so just smokers and stuff. Yeah, just trying to knock down business like crazy. Um, the shop's coming along nice. Shop is coming along. It is, we are nearing the home stretch of it, I guess. So Hopefully. when do you think you'll move in? Uh, about two days after it's finished. <laughs> it, it's, I, honestly, I would have expected it to be done by now, but, but it's just the way everything works but right now. Anybody that has ever built a structure anything, or a building, a home yeah. or whatever knows, never once in the history of mankind has it been done on time. It doesn't seem like it, no. No, I've never heard of Or on a budget. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those stories that uh, if they tell you it's been done on time, the story started with, this is a no-shitter. Yeah, yeah. Which means it's a lie. I'm not even lying. No yeah. no joke, kids. No yeah. joke. But we're getting close. I, feasibly, I'd say another month or two, and I'll be working out of it. Still, that seems like a long ways off. There's still a handful of things to do. but And the weather could turn to shit. Yeah, luckily, outside is done, so now it's all inside work. So weather be damned, we'll be able to keep working on it. Very cool. Okay, so the New Year's here. Mm-hmm. What is your New Year's resolution? Make more money. We'd understand that. I was just going to say, for me, my goal is just growth. You know, growth with my business, growth with the shop, growth with the podcast. But do you um, think the shop will actually uh, make that happen? I mean, it's going to make things easier for you, what with moving things around and having the space that you yeah. need to do the things you need to do. But So... I try to surround myself with dudes that are like where I want to be. There's a guy I listen to every now and then. And one of his biggest things is um, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Meaning, you know, if I hang around shitheads, that's about my cap. Um, But basically what I'm getting at is, is I try to surround myself with guys, you know, other small business owners or, or people really making money or people really doing stuff, whether it be in, what I do or something else, you know, from all of them, they're like, look, dude, you're, you know, hang on. Cause you're going to increase like crazy. And I, this whole time I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But if you've ever seen the shop that I'm in right now to where it's a I'm closet, yeah, to where I'm going to, it will definitely add a little bit of pedigree to it, a little bit more professionalism. And if I can get things in and out quicker and easier, and I will miss the kind of the, nostalgia of dudes just coming in to say hey and you know the, the kind of hang around guys you know that's always kind of neat but it's getting to the point where it's bugging the shit out of me because it slows me down so much well the thing that the thing that i'm looking forward to is the 
Friday night barbecues. Yeah, so I'm thinking about doing... Once you get settled. Yeah, once we get in there and, and really hit it, I'm not a grand opening guy. Never have been. Never have done it before in my life. So I doubt I do anything like that. I just think a grand opening is just kind of a gimmick. Like, it is. Ooh, come look at me. Come look at me. Give me all your shit. Well, in this small community, everybody already knows you. Right. So they either know to come there or stay away. <laughs> but what I'd like to do is... You know, in the summertime, one Saturday a month, just frickin' do a big barbecue, bring your own drinks, like kind of like an open shop night after work. Just come on, hang out, talk the shit, you know, look at new bikes or look at different stuff, talk to people. And hopefully that will be kind of my, I don't know, PR time as opposed to every waking minute of every day, people just walking in to say, hey, and, and bullshit with me give them an opportunity to come in and talk with me and see what I'm doing, see the cool stuff. And hopefully that'll suffice them to where I'm not getting bugged every day while I'm trying to get stuff out, but we'll see, you know, it's the thing about me is, is I'm going to always try and I'm always going to work my ass off and I'll do without certain things to make sure that it goes. So it can be successful. It's really just up to me on how successful. Well, I look forward to seeing what you pull off. I'm sure it'll be terrific. I'm really looking forward to it. So we were talking about Chadwick a little bit and about it being like an off-road dirt bike place. So we've moved this kid in with us and he's never really had anything. You know, that's that's not the basis of what I'm getting at. But I've got a couple of old dirt bikes and he is absolutely taken to it like crazy. Just, you know, every every time he's not at basketball practice or on the weekends, he's got a couple buddies with dirt bikes. And down at my new shop, I built a little dirt bike track for my son. So it's been couple nights a week most weekends all these kids come over and just go rip on dirt bikes do you have the property there uh, that you can build like out back a uh, motocross track yeah yeah i've got enough that real would estate. be awesome i definitely have enough real estate that we could do something like that right now it's pretty small because my son rides a, well, he's a, pretty a small. little 75 yeah so it, it's not a massive track by no means but he's got triples he's got a tabletop he's got jumps he's got wouldn't high that be awesome curves. to turn that into a place that you know became something you know saturday night dirt uh, motocross yeah yeah kind of just come out and run what you have and just kind of a fun run type of thing it would be kind of neat for sure my insurance says otherwise but i don't know they don't care they don't care they'll work with you yeah if the check clears they'll work with you here's the thing i've specifically set the place up to where the shop is on essentially one plot of land and then the other stuff is on another plot of land, deeded to me, but two separately. So if my insurance ever box, well, my business insurance is only for this X amount of, you know, acres. Yeah, two separate so entities. The other stuff is, is just whatever, you know. Yeah, plus you also have to, you know, when the people come out and race, uh, hand them a sheet of paper that's a... A know, waiver? <laughs> no, a waiver. It says, you yeah. know, if I kill myself, you can't sue me. Yeah. So naturally, my mind goes to building bikes for whatever reason. I'm not a big name builder. Don't get me wrong. That's not it. No, but you are, to be fair, a no-name builder. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. So we've been running these dirt bikes like crazy lately, and I'm I'm a freaking sucker for a two-stroke. Oh, yeah. Love the power, love the sound, love if all that stuff. If two-stroke doesn't give you wood, then yeah. maybe you should see a doctor. Right. So I've gotten this idea as of late. I want to take a two-stroke dirt bike and cafe racer that thing. Turn it into a street legal, you know, ring-a-ding, fast-ass, just super cool. I want to take a dirt bike, aluminum-framed, you know, skinny, tall, lightweight, but I want to make that thing just an absolute ripper. Something that when you're riding through the city, they hear this two-stroke. Something like a Honda Elsinore or... 
Yeah, something you know. like that. You know, so then cops can be like, you can't ride this dirt bike on the street. And I'll be like, well, here's where you're wrong, asshole. This is a motorcycle. So I, I don't know why I've just been going crazy thinking about that in my mind is take a two-stroke dirt bike and kind of put a build a steel tank for it and build a cow section on the back and just make it look really cafe racer-ish. This whole thing is new to me. I, we've never had this conversation Nope. But I'm getting excited about thinking about vintage motocross racing because I was into that when yeah, I was younger. Yeah. Seeing and a lot of While those. I can't do it now, I damn sure would like to get involved with it. <laughs> and a lot of those bikes, you know, not all of them, but they had, most of those models had a street legal style or a model a, rather. An option, yeah. The dealer yeah. would, you can want an enduro. Yep, exactly. I mean, they were just dirt bikes with headlights, taillights, and turn signals and crap on them. But I want to make mine really minimalistic and have a set of street tires on it. But something that, I mean, you just wheelie the shit out of it. You rip it around. You can do cool burnouts on it. Mm -hmm. And then just screaming down the highway in a big CC two-stroke. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be, you know, four... 400 cc two-stroke bike something like that something big big mako 501 with a headlight on it that'd be rad so that's kind of where my mind has been at but to bring it kind of full circle is just really really cool because this kid that i'm talking about never really been around motorcycles never really been around dirt bikes or anything like that but since living with us you can kind of see the gears turning He's got a little Honda Grom right now that, I mean, it's just a freaking mess. I'm not so sure the damn thing wasn't stolen at one point in time, but he kind of likes it and he got used to riding it. So I put him on my Kawasaki KX100. If anyone knows what it is, I mean, it's a, it's a taller, smaller two-stroke dirt bike. Mm Mm-hmm. And it took him a weekend or two to get used to letting out on the clutch and giving it gas and riding it. But this kid, he's just so ate up with it. it. Like almost every... Every waking moment that he can that we're all off, he wants to ride. So I've got a couple of builder bikes out at my shop too, in my personal shop that I have plans to build out. And I mean, we've even been talking about, you know, what we could do to each one. And he's kind of gotten bit with the bug of motorcycling. There's no hope for him now. Yeah. He wants to have a motorcycle and he wants to ride and how cool it would be if we built this other motorcycle, granted when I get done with my daughters, for him and I to ride with and ride together on. So it's just so intriguing to me how motorcycles can be a big part of your life growth. It'll change your life. It really will. You know, he come from not a great situation, never really had a pot to shit in, you know, so to speak. But now there's just something that's good in his life. And there's something that he can look forward to. And there's something that is very interesting to him. So I've always said, you know, motorcycles could be therapy for anybody, and I truly believe it with this young man. Well, there's a special place in motorcycle heaven for you, which is civilian hell, but, <laughs> you know, for, for doing right with somebody else. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really cool, and it's been really interesting because my son, who's seven, you know, it's like the little dog running around with the big dogs. You know, they get out there and go rip up in this big field that we have, and then sure enough, you know, here a minute behind them when they get there, here comes Carter on his little seventy-five, and he's ripping it and trying to hit terraces and jump now and like trying to slide it around. It's just, it's great for the both of them. And it's amazing for me to see. So it's just, we've said it a lot, get this younger generation out there on a bike and get them off their devices and just look at the opening, the possibilities to where they can do or what they can do and where they can go with motorcycles and motocross stuff. So what about you, Slim? Well, life is good. 
Life is Sounds just, like you've been taking fiber. I have been. <laughs> here, let me hold the mic down here close so you can hear. Life is good. Uh, it is set up just the way I had designed it to be. May not be rich, but I have everything in this world that I want. And I've got my health, so, you know, I don't have anything upcoming other than our Lame. next episode. Theoretically, it's on paper. We're going to have a really cool special guest. Yeah, let's hope that one goes through. I'm not going to mention who, what, where, when, or why, because you never know. Things can change. But uh, I don't see any reason why it won't. We'll trickle this one out there. In my mind, probably one of the biggest names in the big wheel bagger industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just killing it. Winning everywhere, creating just... Not to put too fine a point on it. One of the big swinging dicks in the world of big wheel baggers. Yeah, yeah. No, No, other than that, everything is going great. I wished I could ride. Still waiting on that slug, aren't you? Yeah, my tins are off getting painted. So, you know, you just have to be patient and wait. What is it about the paint industry that a one-week job turns into a two-month job? It's exactly the same way as having a house built. We'll have this house built for you at this budget, and it's going to be done on this date. And I'm not implying this towards this guy that's doing the paint because I'm not really in that big a hurry, and there was no time set. Yeah. And we know he's busy. But in general speaking, as soon as they start out with, yeah, I'm going to have it done this time on this budget, right out of the gate, they're lying to you. (laughs) Yeah. Just add a third to the cost. Now, to this gentleman's critic, he never said no such thing. (laughs) He's smarter than the average one. Yeah. So I'm happy with all right with what's going on. So, what color did you decide to change it to? It's a BMW car color, and they're calling it a matte red. Yeah. But it's not flat red. It's a matte red, but it has kind of a, almost a metal flake sparkle to it. Not quite, but you can, if you look at it in the sunlight, you can see a little twinkle. Yeah. So it should, let's see, the new, the matte red that they talk about. So what we always thought about was flat, like flat black, flat whatever. Right. There's a dull, I mean, it's dull nonetheless. Right. There's no sheen or anything. But with the matte colors, there's a little bit of sheen over it, but it it's almost like the texture looks different. There's something about it, you know, yeah. and I'm colorblind. I do see colors. I just don't see them the same way that the normal person does. But in my mind, I mean, it's just slick. I mean, yeah. it's... Yeah, And it's a fad, I guess, this particular color choice. And it, it may go by the way, but it won't go by the wayside as long as I'm alive. You know, <laughs> as long as you like it, who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, and if I like it, the hell with you. Right, right. That's what I like about the matte colors is you think about a gloss color and you think about depth, like you know how deep and how rich does this color how look? Shiny how shiny it is. is it? And then you think about flats and it's like, oh, that's rattle can well, is what it's, I it's always think nice, of. It's a nice spot between, between the two. Yeah, there's no real depth to it. I mean, it's very mono colored, but it's got a dull sheen over it, and it's just. It just doesn't look like a high gloss, which is, I think, pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, I'm cool with the, the time frame. I mean, if it gets to be the end of January and they haven't been touched, it then I'm going to get a story. little anxious. But other than that. Let's hope he just turns it actually into a Harley. As opposed to just painting it. He just says, eh, you know, it's a Vic. Once again, Randy's last episode right here and <laughs> now, folks. You think think a paint guy could do that? No, because, paint you know, I want, I want to have the bike returned to me in a running condition. <laughs> Not something that I have to turn wrenches because, as everybody knows, I drive the bus. I don't repair the bus. That is true. So I need something that's reliable. That is true. So, as if you know, Harleys weren't reliable. 
Yeah, exactly. What year are you left Thank in? you for... What are you, in the 1960s again? That. You know, I don't want to have to have a shop truck behind <laughs> me every time I Yet yours is consistently ride. tore apart. Oh, it's paint. Oh, it's air. Oh, it's this. Yeah. But you don't see the bike in your shop because it won't run. I have before. When? We were messing with your coils and your spark plugs and the tune and the fuel pump. And that's the, just because we were, it was injection a injection system. That was a process of getting that it tuned with a new uh, fuel tuner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and as we talked about before, when you change exhaust and you put on a new tuner or something, everything else wants to be touched. Was it running optimal? No, because we put no. all that stuff on there. Was it in my shop because it wasn't running? Shut up. Yes. Runs yes, great. folks. It, runs it does great. now. It You're was welcome. in his shop because he messed it up and it wouldn't run. <laughs> Shut up. Shut anyways. Up. So anyways, that's uh, some of the stuff that's coming up in the new year. Oh, uh, February. Is it 8th? We'll have more on this next episode. We're going to be at a uh, bike show in Sedalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. That's also, it's actually on Ozark Rides events calendar. You can check it out and uh, we'll be up there. We hope you'd come out and, uh, you know, throw spitballs at us or bring us beer you know we're, yes, we're either one yeah so that's a really cool event because it's a show and a swap meet and it's indoor i believe correct it better be indoor i believe it is it is it's, it's at the ag center at yeah. the uh, state fairgrounds and it's put on by jaegers harley yeah. davidson and they're Sedalia. letting us go in the door no way crazy and we'll be up there with the good folks of law tigers they are a fantastic uh, sponsor and partner anyways uh, until next time be sure to stop by ozarkrides.com you can check out past episodes of this podcast plus check out our favorite rides and any other thing that you might want to know about the ozarks and motorcycles we try to have it all there so until next time stay safe keep riding and always stay on two wheels <laughs>